In the world of journalism and sports media, we have to be extremely cautious in the way that we present information to ensure that it's done ethically and accurately. But see, that's not always the case, though. A lot of journalists will present information without all the facts. Rewind one year ago this summer when the entire Ohio State Buckeyes program was flipped upside down when a report was made by a quote-unquote journalist without all the facts. Today, my guest was the spotlight of that report, and he's going to tell his side of the story as well as what he's got going on these days. This is the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I'm the host, Shane Larson, and I want to welcome anybody who's new to the show. This is their first time listening. Thank you for for listening and, and checking out this episode. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you're listening to. And if you like the interview, make sure to give me a review um, especially if it's on Apple Podcasts, it's, su- it's super helpful for me um, as the growth of the show continues. Now, guys, I'm an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. You guys know that. Anybody who's listening or has followed me on social media or has followed the podcast from the very beginning, you guys know I love the Buckeyes. And last year, there was a situation where Coach Zach Smith um, had this report come out about him um, in the news, and then Coach Urban Meyer had to, to release him from his duties, and then Coach Urban Meyer went through this, you know, the suspension and the investigation happened at Ohio State, and we were all sitting on the edge of our seats, and we didn't know, you know, what was true and what wasn't. Well, today I had the opportunity to speak with Zach Smith um, and let him share his side of the story a little bit and just talk about what he's got going on. He's got an amazing podcast, and I think it's it's super cool. I actually commend him. Um, it shows his character as well for you know actually reaching back out to me when I, I reached out to him to try to get him on the show because I'm a huge Buckeye fan. Like I've I've been you know I would I love to get people like him like him on the show and and for him to actually reach back out to me and interact and and be willing to to join the show. I was just super grateful. So big shout out to him. Um, it's not the character that was portrayed in the media one year ago. Like that's what we're gonna learn about today is about like how unethical journalism can shine a negative light and form opinions from other people and, and storylines can be created that aren't even true to begin with. And it's just crazy to, to see how that can have an impact in the world. But I'm just grateful that he was willing to join me on the show and that he reached back out to me and, and was able to, to schedule this time out to, to do this quick interview with me. So you guys, it's going to be an awesome interview. Make sure that wherever you're listening to the show, whether it's on the, the car ride home, um, if you're going to lunch, if you're just at work right now, you just plug it in. It's great. It's a great listen. Get some water, tune in, and uh, let me know what you think. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast with your host, Shane Larson. That's me. Today, we have a former college football coach joining us. He actually coached under Urban Meyer on his crew, most recently with the Ohio State Buckeyes, and he's currently the host and creator of the Menace to Society podcast. We want to welcome onto the show, Zach Smith. Zach, thanks so much for joining the show today. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you now. If we were to flash back in time, Zach, about a, a year ago, this same time frame, uh, things were kind of crazy. Um, Ohio State Buckeye fans were kind of on the edge of their seats because a well-known, not necessarily a well-respected uh, journalist, quote-unquote, came out with some reports um, in regards to your personal life. We want to get into the details of those, but he came out with some reports, and um, it was kind of crazy to watch it from our perspective to see how 
you know, the effect of reporting something without the full details and how the media and the general public will run with a narrative and create their own storylines based off of that. Um, now, seeing what's transpired in the last year, I'm, I'm curious with it being, you know, you were in the, the middle of it. I want your thoughts on just journalism as a whole and ethically reporting news and, and the impact of not doing that. So I want to I want your perspective on that real quick. Well, yeah, you know, the issue is there is no impact of not doing that, not doing an ethical job, a, a good job, not being competent. There, there's no recourse. There's no repercussion. Uh, people nowadays, just they just operate under a click-based journalistic model where they simply want to get clicks no matter what. They don't care about uh, facts. They don't care about truth. I, I say they. That's not entirely true. There, there's a handful of really, really good reporters out there that I've interacted with, I've dealt with. They'll run something by you, say, hey, I'm hearing this. What do you got? Uh, when everything happened with me, there was probably a handful of, of uh, media outlets and also reporters that, that contacted me like, hey, let me talk to you for five minutes. I talked to them, just uh, gave them kind of what my side of the story was. And, and to, a, to a man or and woman, everyone that I talked to that I believe has journalistic integrity, everyone was like, listen, this sounds like a personal matter between a, a married couple that went through a divorce. We're not going to touch this. And there was no reporting on their through their outlets. And it's just, it's sad because you get these, I don't want to say no-name reporters because like guys like Brett McMurphy are certainly aren't no-name reporters, but he was a guy that was fired from ESPN, completely reputation destroyed, and was just fighting to get back into relevancy somehow, some way. So he didn't care about the validity of the claims. He didn't care about the reality of the story or if it was an appropriate story to even discuss or, or put put out there because it was the, the facts of the situation were very personal. It wasn't this outrageous domestic violence issue like he reported it as it, it and it, it's it was sad but I, that's the way the media is nowadays that's why you see a lot of guys that that were in it that are, are getting out of it like man i don't even know this industry we're in anymore i i want no part of it absolutely man and i'll be the first to say this everybody that has followed my my podcast my my story here they knew what my thoughts were when this thing first was reported because I, I've been in a similar situation. I won't say it's necessarily the exact same, but I can draw a parallel in the sense that I've been through a divorce when I was in my mid-20s. And it's it's unfortunate what happens when you know two parties separate and there it might might have been on some nasty terms it could have been. But uh, I was in a situation where the other individual took to social media and stretched some truths. You know, There were stretched truths, and I saw what happens because they were trying to cover themselves and protect themselves, which is natural as human beings. But I saw what happened when other people took those those stretched truths and ran with those as their own little stories. And there were stories that came up. I heard from random people when I started trying to get back out in the dating world about a couple months later, and I they were news to me. They're like, didn't you do this and this and this? And I'm like, well, that's news to me. And so to me, when this reports, like these reports first came out, I always, I, I always took a back seat. And I took some fire for that. I was like, I don't know if this is necessarily true. And I was like, I, I feel bad for Zach. I feel bad for Coach Meyer. I don't know them personally, but there needs to be some some sort of like, we need to hit the brakes for a second is essentially what I was trying to get yeah. at. Because these, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's mainly sad because, because of my situation and, and most situations, uh, mine obviously more public than most, if not all, is you, you get people without details, without knowledge, without truth, forming opinions when the people with details with knowledge and with truths formed opinions made decisions and that should have been the end-all be-all but in my situation it wasn't i mean you had police departments made decisions prosecutors made decisions 
head coach made a decision, athletic director made a decision, all these people made a decision that support what I claim to have happened, and that's where it should have ended. It, 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 now we're, we're dealing with reporters and media and public people that have no knowledge of anything. Now they're trying to form opinions and make decisions, and it's just it's comical, really. It's like you think you know better than the people that made the decision to, that this was not what it was reported as. It's just bizarre. <laughs> It is exactly what you just said. It's bizarre. I love the word that you use, bizarre. And, you know, it's unfortunately, it, it can be damaging to someone's reputation. So I've always, you know, had a respect for you specifically because of the way that you held yourself. People would always, you know, they, they get after, you know, if you, if you even voice your opinion in social media back then, like people would fire at you. And I'm like, no, he has a right to say what he, because someone can only take so much of that when it's damaging their reputation. So I respect the fact that you actually stood up for yourself. Now, someone that's gone through that, Zach, someone who's been through that, I just kind of want your thoughts. If you could give any advice to somebody who might be going through a similar situation, who who really has no control over it and it blows up, do you have any advice for either journalists, for that matter, or for people who might be going through a similar situation? I mean, for journalists, I think it's just important you vet all your sources. You really try to look at both sides, investigate both sides, and try to get the closest thing to the truth you can get. Obviously, you'll never have the full truth. Um, everyone's going to have a slanted view or opinion of a situation, especially when their own self-interest is in mind. But I mean, that should be journalistic 101. I don't know why they would need that advice. That should just be a responsible, be being a responsible journalist. Now, um, someone going through it, I, I think it's a, it's a fine line. I mean, I think you ultimately you have to be satisfied with yourself when you look in the mirror because, I mean, I, I went through it. I went through every reaction you could go through. I was silent. I didn't say anything. And then there was times where I said, you know what, that's not right. I'm not going to just sit here and take this publicly right now because that's not who I am and that's not what happened. And so I voice my opinion. And what, what happens is people, once they form an opinion of you, I don't care who you are, you, you, you trying to defend your honor, or defend your name or defend the truth, it, it doesn't matter. They already formed their opinion and they, they don't just give them more fuel to attack you. So uh, I don't think there's a right response. I think it's whatever, whatever you need to do to go to sleep at night. If you feel like things are being said that are so uh, outrageous and wrong that you want to voice your opinion, you want to stand up to it, you want to stand up for yourself, I think you should do it. Um, it, it, it probably won't just forewarning. It probably won't get be received. Well, it probably won't go the way you want it to, but at least you can go to bed at night knowing, you know what? I defended myself. I said my piece. Now people can form their opinion. And if their opinion is negative on me, that's one less person in my life that I need to worry about. Absolutely, man. I, I appreciate those words. Uh, and I think just as a, to wrap this particular point up is it's just be cautious of what you say, especially on social media, the things you say about other people, because it can have a, a like a wildfire effect where it's spread. So it's kind of unfortunate that, that happened. But the cool thing about it, Zach, is that you've kind of embraced this and, and now you're on to some new endeavors outside of the coaching world. Unfortunately, that ended in, you know, not so good circumstances, but now you're into your own endeavors and you started your own podcast, the Minister Society podcast. I was one of the biggest fans from the beginning when I saw the teaser for it and I was like jumping all over this thing. It's a great show. And I actually thought the very first episode, you kind of you kind of threw it out there with um it was like the very first thing. We got a first taste of it. You you made a story and it was a pretty in-depth story, about three or three to five minutes or so. You were talking about this, and then all of a sudden, you said, "Hey, that was a, that was a lie. That was a false story." But it was so quickly we could all believe it, and that was kind of like the goal of it was to like show people how quickly stories can be believed and people can take those things. I thought it was amazing. Now, I thought it was going to be this podcast that you came out there and just started throwing everyone under the bus. And selfishly, I almost wish that would have been the case, but I understand why you didn't want to do that. But right. Can you tell us a little bit about your show and what it's about and why we should be listening to it? Yeah, so, I mean, it, 
obviously the lead up to, to it, I, I had planned on doing it for a while and I wanted to uh, really, you know, it was one of those things I was going to take a negative situation, this negative uh, public perception of myself. And I said, you know what, I'm, I, we'll run with that. If you, if I'm this, this awful human being that, that beats his wife and all this other nonsense, well, let's run with that. Cause I know I'm not. And so eventually people will form a different opinion because the truth always comes out. So I ran with it. I named it menace to society because it just sounds like an unfit human, an unhinged human that, that might be an abuser, that might be an alcoholic, might be all these things. When in reality, the, the premise of the show is I want to be a menace to what's wrong with society and a menace to things that I believe in society need to be put out there. Like in college football, it's really mainly a, a show about college football. It's a, it's a former football coach myself that that has nothing to hold back. I mean, it's a chance to get behind the scenes, dive into what is college football on a much deeper level than anything else out there. And uh, it, it was something that I felt like needed to be talked about. Now, some of that does involve me uh, telling some stories about that, that might not shine a, a great light on some people, but um, you know what? I'm not going to do that just flippantly. I'm not snitching on people. It's, uh, the only people that I really have told stories about are people that, directly had involvement in ruining my career so i have no loyalty to their public image anymore <laughs> no absolutely i love it though man you do it tactfully and i love it it's entertaining yeah and, and i'm and i think the biggest thing is i'm not going to just absolutely trash someone i talked about tom herman and several of the things that i believe make him a just a rotten human being but i, I mean I, I i'm looking at it through a truthful lens i mean i'm I'm sitting here telling you about he's one of the smartest coaches I've been around. He's a great football coach. And if that's, if that's what you're judging him on, he's excellent. He's an excellent coach. Don't just because he cheats on his wife and does all these things. And he's just a horrific uh, hypocrite. I mean, it, 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 it all depends on your own criteria, how you're going to judge a man. Right. So yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to give a truthful lens into college football because it's such a powerful, powerful industry and such an entertaining industry. I mean, people want to hear about college football and I have the unique ability to give them a, a vantage point and perspective unlike most people, you know? Oh, yeah. And, that, and that's what I was going to say is I appreciate the delivery on this show, the way that you, one, you interact with your listeners through social media, the way that you, you know, give your listeners shout outs on, on the show itself. And then the way that you kind of adjusted to what the listeners wanted to hear already in the short month and a half, two months that you've been doing it, you've adjusted to kind of seeing what they want to hear and you continue to create really, really entertaining content. Um, I, I just love like the whole come on I was crying when the jet 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 like that whole conversation <laughs> that I was literally crying I had to replay it I was sitting out like laying out in the sun in my backyard listening to the show on that specific episode and I kept replaying it because I was laughing because I think any Buckeye fan kind of understands it like yeah that makes sense now like what the hell was he doing like it's just funny to us you know we get to hear the backstory of it and I think it's awesome man I think the the content's fantastic and I'm excited to see more of it because um, it's you have mentioned in your show that uh, you don't intend on going back into coaching. So there's other coaches and other people in the world that could potentially have similar content. They could give inside stories, but you know they won't because they 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 intend on continuing on to coach. But you're willing to give this information because you're taking your your career elsewhere. And so I respect that, and I really appreciate the delivery of the show. Where can we find the show, Zach? For for anybody who's wanting to listen to your show. Uh, so you can find all you know it's it's like a, like your show and like a lot of shows it's it's available everywhere it's on Spotify if you just search Menace to Society podcast uh, with the number two probably the easiest way to find every avenue is just to go to the website which is Menace to Society podcast dot com number two again um, that's that's where you can really find anything and I, it's it's also on uh, I think the the best thing that that I'm kind of growing with and I don't know if you do it on your show but 
is this Patreon membership or subscription, I guess it is, where I can give kind of really a deeper dive into content, into, you know, personal videos, personal analysis, kind of an extra segment per show, just a way to, one, help the help support the show financially, make it grow, but also to give people that really, really, really enjoy the show so much so that they'll pay five bucks a month, give them even more content because you know they're going to – I don't want to just put it out on social media for the world. I want to put it out for people that really are into the show. And so that, that's a, it's a cool platform that, that we're just starting with. Oh, absolutely. I love the, I loved it when you went into Patreon. Um, I haven't hit that market yet. I actually, because of your show have been invest, you know, exploring that, I should say the whole Patreon deal, because I think it's phenomenal. Um, I'm a patron, so I'm excited about that. Like I got to listen to your episode early yesterday. Like it was cool. Like it's cool stuff like that. Um, so I'd encourage anybody who's listening to that show to go onto Patreon and follow them there and, you know, support it. Cause you know, as podcasters, Zach, like we put our time and effort into this, there is a cost to it. There's opportunity costs. You, you know, you put time into it and you have to p- produce the show. So it's cool if you get a little bit of support financially to, to back it. Now, I just wanted to ask a few football questions, not many, to wrap this up. I mean, I would leave that to your show so that we can get all the details of it. But just random questions on, like, the best team that you faced when you were a coach. Because you coached with some pretty prestigious programs. So I'm curious, the best team you faced and the best team that you coached, Zach? Um, so I talked, that's the episode released today. I talked about the best teams, uh, in college football history. And I started with two that I was on the staff. Obviously I have intimate knowledge on those two. Uh, I think the 2008 Florida Gators and the 2014 Ohio state Buckeyes are two of the greatest. Uh, I don't know. You know, everyone, has, everyone can have an opinion. They're top five, top 10 teams in the history of the game. Um, and, and I'll, uh, I don't, I don't know. And I, on my podcast, I picked one. Let's put it that way. I don't know. I, I go back and forth daily because that's how good they were. And and before the show, I actually picked Florida. On the show, I picked Ohio State. I, I could I can make an argument either way. That's how talented they were. Um, and, and probably some of the best teams that we've went against were the Alabama teams back in, in the Florida days, like 08, 09 Alabama. They were ridiculous. And the 14 Alabama too. So that's those two teams or those two teams, those three teams, I guess, are, are way up there. And then I'd also throw Clemson uh, 2016 in there um they were phenomenal too so i mean i want to get the number uh a number of great ones oh shoot the oklahoma team in the 2008 national uh national championship game with sam bradford was an unbelievable team they had jermaine gresham demarco murray they had uh sam bradford they were loaded Jeez, dude, you're naming off. To, this is what I love about it is like someone like yourself has been around some huge teams, like the stuff that we don't get to see here. I'm all the way out in Idaho. That was my last question for you too, actually, in regards to this. Like, we're I'm a Boise State alum. You know, I went to school there, grown up around Boise State football. I'm curious, have you ever been to Boise State Stadium, the the blue turf? You know what? Never. It's, it's on my bucket list to see the blue turf. I've never been there. Okay, so here's my thing. I, when you get the opportunity, maybe you can come down this year or something. Hey, I, when you do come down, let me know so I can, you know, take you around or something, take you out to Boise Fry Company or something like that. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on the on the whole stadium experience because you did mention in one of your episodes you went through like your 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 ex, like college game day experiences essentially like what it was like with the stadiums you played at, what the atmosphere was like. I'm curious what you would think of this 36,000 seat stadium because. Um, I, I made my first trip to 
Columbus uh, about two years ago. I'm a huge Bug-Eye fan, but never was able to make it out there. I went to the Oklahoma game in Columbus opening day, and that was uh, it's brutal to watch Mayfield just rip us apart. But uh, it was still a really cool experience. But it was like I'm there with 109,000 people, and I'm used to these 36,000 people. And I'm, I'm just curious the comparison. Yeah, I, I did an episode on it actually comparing Buckeye Nation to Bronco Nation. But I'd be curious to see what you say. So if you come down this year or any other time, you let me know because I'll, uh, I'll take you out to lunch or dinner or something, and then I, just, I want your, your thoughts on the matter. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely a place I want to see. And I'll tell you, it's not, it's not even all about crowd size. It's about the passion of the fans. I mean, when I coached at Marshall – one of the, and it, I didn't put this on the podcast, but we played against West Virginia on a Thursday night in Huntington, and it was, I mean, it was as electric as any game I've been a part of. So I, I, would, I definitely want to check it out. It's definitely on the bucket list. I'll have to look at the schedule this year, see if I can make it happen. But but I'll definitely hit you up if I do. For sure, man, for sure. And Zach, just to finish up with all that's happened in this last year, and then what's happening with the podcast, the growth that you've seen for the Minister Society podcast, like you're getting tons and tons of listeners, which is awesome. It's well, it's well earned, well deserved. What do you see, and what what should we expect from Zach Smith in the next five years with what you intend on doing? Uh, you know what? I'm just riding riding this this show and podcast out. Just, I mean, it's, it was something that I wanted to do for fun, for entertainment. I thought people would like it. Um, and it was also uh, slightly therapeutic. I mean, I, I I didn't pour 15 years into college football for no reason. I love the game. I love I love the details and intricacies of the game. And so I, I'm just going to ride it out and see what it is. It's certainly not uh, my career of the future right now. But if it became that, that'd be cool. Um, but I'm I'm not banking on that. So we'll we'll see. We're just going to grow with it, run with it, have fun with it, see how big it grows, how much it you know how big it can become, and then and see from there. Awesome, man. I, I, I'm excited to see the growth of it and see where you go, but I like the whole one step at a time mentality. So ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is Zach Smith and I appreciate you, Zach, for joining the show and taking the time out of your busy schedule. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. For sure. For sure. And for all the listeners out there, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and make sure to go check out Menace to Society, his show. Listen to Zach, give some inside information on college football. It's super intriguing and super entertaining. You guys are going to love it. And you guys know the drill. We'll talk to you next time. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.